Hey, hello, Nick DiGiulio on 720 WGN. We're live in the Skyline studio here until 4 a.m. as we are every uh, weeknight into the weekday morning, uh, 11 p.m. to 4 a.m. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Uh, Coming up after uh, midnight, Caroline Corey is going to join me. She's an award-winning filmmaker and a futurist and an author. Her latest uh, movie is called Superhuman, The Invisible Made Visible. Uh, And she studies uh, consciousness and energy medicine, uh, and she's had uh, several extrasensory uh, power uh, uh, experiences and uh, and helps people to uh, control those things. And uh, she's uh, she's written books, and she's uh, made movies about it. And her latest, again, is Superhuman, The Invisible Made Visible. And we'll talk about the extrasensory world right here. Um, also, well, we've got uh, some classic Johnny Carson, Johnny Carson show you can watch on uh, Antenna TV every night, and uh, we always play back some comedy, and whether it be some stand-up or a sketch or an interview. Um, Gary Shandling from 1983, one of the funniest men that has ever walked the planet, uh, will be doing some stand-up vintage Gary Shandling from 1983. Uh, it, it will soon be a Wednesday morning, and uh, every Wednesday morning at 3.30, we play a round of Know Your Onion, and that's where we get a couple of uh, callers to call in. They each uh, take, a, take a round, and uh, Tom will throw some uh, news headlines at them, and uh, they have to figure out whether or not they are real or from the satirical newspaper, The Onion, because the news is weird, man, and sometimes it's hard to figure out whether it's real or from The Onion. And that's coming up. We're going to talk about robots that have come for White Castle, stupid legal defenses from the past, uh, some inventions that were ahead of their time, and more. Our phone number is 312-981-7200. We would love to hear from you. Uh, You're always welcome to call. Please do. 312-981-7200. And uh, there you go. I would like to welcome uh, to the show right now my first guest, Kevin Perjurer um, uh, runs a YouTube uh, channel called Defunct Land, and it's a YouTube series that discusses the history of extinct theme parks and theme entertainment experiences. There's a podcast, there's a VR project, and spinoffs as well. Um, this is really cool stuff. Um, I, I, I love talking about uh, old uh, theme parks and, uh, and things like that. And so uh, let's say hello to Kevin. Hi, Kevin. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh, my pleasure, my pleasure. I love this idea. I really do. How did it come to you? Um, yeah, so I've always been interested in, in theme parks, uh, you know, specifically the Disney parks and the Universal parks uh, that are in Orlando, as well as in California. I grew up in Kansas City, um, so I didn't get to go to those very often. Um, so I kind of learned to live vicariously through uh, guidebooks and eventually the internet and forums and kind of gathered research over many years just out of my own curiosity. And every once in a while I would get to go and I would notice that I missed the opportunity to ride rides or things were gone by the time I got there. Yeah. And so, uh, so I, that's how it, I started to get interested in, in defunct, uh, parks and defunct rides and just started researching. And I've always had a background in, uh, documentary filmmaking. And so I just kind of combined the two and uh, put it on YouTube, and that's, that's cool. That's how it started. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I I think it's awesome too to go back. I love looking at the at the you know old videos or old pictures of theme parks that aren't around anymore. Um, 
and we have a we have a uh, we had a legendary theme park here in the city of Chicago. Uh, Kevin, I don't know if you in your research you've uh, ever uh, uh, looked at Riverview. I, I have not, but I've that's been suggested many, many times. Yeah, it was. I mean, you know, I mean, I can't tell you the stories that I've heard about it. I was, I, uh, I, I was, I'm, I was too young to have ever uh, gone there. Um, it closed down. I think it closed down a couple couple of years after I was born. Um, and but my parents and so many other people tell so many legendary stories about how great Riverview was. And if you if you look it up. Kevin online so many wonderful visuals and stuff like that I think you'd have a great time looking at Riverview yeah it's uh I mean Chicago has a a a very rich theme park history amusement park history I should say uh which is uh kind of unsurprising on this most recent season of the funk land it's uh the season all tells one long story of kind of the the history of Walt Disney and the future and Epcot and kind of all those kind of uh Tomorrowland type parks but it starts with the world's fairs and of course uh, uh, 1893 columbian exposition as well as the 1933 century progress both in chicago yeah i did episodes on that so uh not necessarily amusement parks but definitely some uh you know that's where the first ferris wheel was a lot of a lot of great history right there there's no question about it Uh, how long has defunct land been around kevin uh since february of 2017 oh wow okay that's great so not not super long but We've been around for a few years. Yeah, no, that's good. That's that, that that's good. Um, so, and people can access this just up on the YouTube channel, like YouTube dot com slash Defunctland. Yep, right there. You got it. That's you go. uh, they can, they can go there and every everywhere you can go to Defunctland dot com as well. But yeah, that that'll take you where you need to be. And most of the stuff is on the YouTube channel. We do long history videos on on uh, theme parks, theme park rides. Defun- entire parks that are defunct. Um, we also do old TV shows. Um, we just did a, a, a few episodes on old Disney Channel, and we also do some old Nickelodeon. So we try to go. We try to get something for everybody because yeah. we know a lot of this stuff is for people when they were younger. And so we try to you know do something from the eighties and then something from the seventies and you know jump back and forth. So there's probably something on there that you uh, recognize, even if it you can only remember it in like fever dream state. <laughs> You know, uh, you know the, the the state that we're in right now with the pandemic and and people kind of feeling anxiety. Uh, Nostalgia is a great thing. You know what I mean? It it makes us feel mm-hmm. it makes us feel comfortable, and this is the kind of thing that I think people would really embrace and, and really like, especially at this time. You know? Yeah, I, I, especially with the theme. Par- I mean, theme parks are opening back up. Yeah, uh, many people are not going to be going. Uh, obviously. Yeah. And so, you know, you you get to live vicariously, which is one of the reasons, as I mentioned earlier, that I started the channel is uh, not only is it, you know, things I remembered, but just uh, being able to kind of visit these spaces because theme parks are such a fascinating medium of art. Oh, yeah. These are are some of the best artists that have ever lived. Yeah. You never heard of them because, you know, we we all go to the movie theater and we know Spielberg is and we know uh, filmmakers and even some uh, artists and, of course, musicians, but like these imagineers or these theme park designers they're uh they're just as cool they have great stories yeah and uh we just don't always get to focus on them because it's so centralized in orlando and whatnot yeah okay well we're going to talk a lot more about this kevin perjurer is with us uh defunct land is the uh website kevin uh hang on youtube.com slash defunct land or defunct uh and uh if you if you remember some old theme 
theme parks and you want to jump in, it's 312-981-7200. Not necessarily in this area, but all over the place. 312-981-7200. Another month, you are on my mind. Hello, Nick DeGilio here on 720 WGN, and we are live in the Skyline studio here until 4 o'clock. Uh, Kevin Perger is my guest right now. Uh, he runs a website called defunctland.com and a YouTube channel, youtube.com slash defunctland, and it is a YouTube series uh, about the history of extinct, uh, extinct theme parks and themed entertainment experiences. There's a podcast, there's a VR project, and there's spinoffs as well. Uh, hello, Kevin. Hi. Ah, you said that you were from Kansas City. What was your theme park? What was the big theme park in Kansas City? That would have been Worlds of Fun, um, and that's uh, that's the one there in Kansas City that I uh, that I remember and I remember growing up to. It was not uh, not nearly as well themed as say Disney World, but it was it was there, so I went a lot. Yeah. What were some of your favorite things there? Oh well, the the thing that I I did I, got, I actually got to do an episode on because it's no longer there is the Orient Express, which was a roller coaster uh, that had interlocking loops, so it was like two loop de loops, but they were connected, so very cool. And they uh, they tore it down and built something else uh, uh, about oh my gosh, almost twenty years ago. Mm. But yeah, so that's uh, that was the one that I usually I miss the most, I should say. Yeah, worlds of fun. What's there now? Is it is it still there? Do they still have a, a theme park there? Yeah, so it's still Worlds of Fun. Uh, it's that specific ride was replaced by a smaller ride, um, which happens a lot. Obviously, that's uh, with theme parks. There's only so much space. But yeah, you know, I, I went to Worlds of Fun just the other year. I mean, still, still a great time. Wish my favorite coaster was still there, but that's why that's what I have the YouTube channel for. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh 312-981-7200 is the uh is the phone number for the and that's the Team Hockberg phone line. Um so uh yeah, Worlds of Fun. I love some of the names of what do you have favorite names of theme parks? Oh man. Uh there's so <laughs> many. Well the the funny thing is with theme parks the whole naming naming history is interesting. Uh it, when it started out it was so there was only three names for theme parks. It was either Kittyland uh, Luna Park or Electric Park. Um, when sometimes it was Coney Island. I believe Chicago had a Coney Island, a Luna Park, and a Kitty Land. We had time, two, we, least... we had two Kitty Lands. Oh, okay. There yeah. you go. Yeah. yeah, we did. We had two yeah. Kitty Lands. Yeah, because because that that was just synonymous with theme park, you know, or amusement park, I should say. Who would yeah. think to name name it beyond that? That's ridiculous. And yeah. then, of course, Disneyland, <laughs> and then everybody's doing it. Yeah. Um, but man, I think. Uh, there's some odd ones. I mean, of course, Epcot is we're all used to it, but Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow. That's that's a that's an odd one. Oh, I, you know, I, for, I forgot what that's. I, I forgot that's what it stood for. I, I totally yeah. forgot that's what it stood. What, what is it again? It's Experimental Prototype Community of Tomorrow because it came from Walt Disney's original idea for a city in Florida, and then they turned it into a theme park after he died, and they decided that they probably shouldn't run a city. <laughs> um, but uh, but yeah, so stuff like that. Disney's California Adventure, a, a theme park uh, theme to California. Yeah, that's just in California. Uh, stuff like that. There's a there's a lot of interesting interesting ones. Uh, I just did an episode on Freedom Land, 
which was a Disneyland-style park all about U.S. history. It was in the Bronx for four years, five years. Um, yeah, lots of lots Free, of interesting Freedom parks. Land, Freedom Land in the Bronx. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it, it was one of Walt. I mean, the story is is fascinating. Uh, just quickly, it's one of Walt Disney's designers made Disneyland. And they had a falling out, and he went off to make his own theme parks. And there was a huge amount of swampland in the Bronx uh, that they just used and built an 80-acre park, much bigger than Disney, or I think it was uh, maybe 25% bigger than Disneyland. Jeez. And uh, it was a huge. And then now it's where Co-op City is, which is this giant housing complex. But for five years, it was a theme park based on U.S. history. <laughs> Freedom Free- Land Freedom USA. Land. How, did, uh, how did Walt Disney react to that? Uh, not well. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, really. He didn't, he didn't like that. There's no documentation on his thoughts on Freedom Land, but the guy himself uh, actually went on to start calling himself the master builder of Disneyland, and that's how he got all these other theme oh, parks man. around the country built. Oh. And uh, and then you know Walt stepped in and sued him and said, "You can't say that because I'm Disneyland. I yeah. built Disneyland." Yeah. Um, and then that guy went on to build uh, a park called Six Flags over Texas in Arlington, and that's what started Six Flags. Is so that right? That's how, that's how yeah. Six Flags. Why? Wow, that's wow. Yeah. So he was the main designer for the first Six Flags park that was uh, built by a I think it was a tycoon in Texas that wanted it built, but he brought him on as a designer. And that's what's so fun about this history is everybody overlaps. It's a very small industry. Yeah, Every yeah. industry says we're a very small industry, but this industry is very small. Oh. Um, so it's lots of overlap, lots of like, oh, you know, this guy did this and this and this. And so it's a lot of fun to kind of track and see how people jump from park to park. That's pretty cool. That's pretty cool. How many Six Flags are there in America? Oh my gosh, I I couldn't tell you. There's uh, the there's only been three Six Flags parks that were built to be Six Flags parks, uh, and that is Six Flags over Texas, Six Flags over St. Louis, which I maybe called Six, maybe it's still Six Flags over St. Louis, and then Six Flags over Georgia, right? Or Six Flags Atlanta. Yeah. Those three were built to be Six Flags parks. All the other ones were just parks that some person built and then they were bought by the six flags company yeah the, and so in the in yeah the one in gurney uh just outside of chicago here used to be when it opened up when that theme park opened up it was called marriott's great america right yes and yes. and then it became six flags great america mm-hmm. yeah yeah it's uh and that, that's how they did it and through the 80s and 90s they started accumulating a large amount of parks. So they weren't just buying amusement parks. They were buying water parks and, and they were buying malls, uh, like little malls and uh, theme park malls and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And so eventually they had this big, like, you know, bankruptcy scare and they had to sell a bunch of them off and a bunch of them closed. But for a while there, I don't know what number they got up to. It was a lot. Yeah, <laughs> they I owned bet. a lot of yeah. theme parks. Yeah. Uh, here's Patrick on WGN. Go ahead, Patrick. Hey, Nick. Uh, I didn't know if you knew this, but I just looked up on YouTube. They got over a dozen videos of the River uh, Riverview, uh, old videos. Uh, one of them, in particular, it's uh, it says Riverview is remembered by WGN about three, four, four minutes long. Is it WGN Radio? Yeah. Oh uh, well, no, wait. You know what? Uh, I'm, TV. WGN News. No, so it's WGN. I, okay, yeah, it's probably TV. But that's cool. That's uh, our that's our sister station right there. Those are and, our buddies. Uh, that, the one, the one I remember when I was a kid growing up uh, was uh, was it uh, Santa Santa's Village? Santa's Village, yeah, Santa's Village, yeah. And I, I had a particular experience uh, with my brother on uh, Salt and Pepper Mission. Uh, 
and uh, it's, a, it's like an oval cage. You get inside of it, the guy closes it up on you, and you can, it's like a Ferris wheel. You go around, and then the, the cage itself spins around. Yep, I, 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 I vividly remember that ride, Patrick. <laughs> except, except for mine at the time, and I wasn't supposed to do it. Uh, I don't know if the guy didn't close the gate or if it was uh, hard enough or whatever, but it seemed like it, what it did is it jammed. So oh. when we got up to the top, we were upside down. The thing didn't spin, so we, every time we got to the top, we were stuck upside oh, down. Oh, God. And forget about trying, you know, screaming your head off. The guy probably just thinks, you know, you're getting... You're having right. fun. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Patrick, thanks for the call, buddy. Yep, you got it. Take care. Take care. You ever uh, in in your research have you talked to people who got stuck on rides or uh, have have stories in, in in that in that kind of a uh, vein? Oh, too, yeah, too many to count. Yeah, I um, bet, man. <laughs> yeah, especially with those older rides. I mean, you know, it's it's funny. The uh, it's funny that it mentioned Santa's Santa's Village. I yeah. did an episode on all the Santa parks. Oh, that you was did. Another, okay. Yeah, so I tried to track, and I'm sure I missed a few, but there are. Dozens of Santa parks, and you would never <laughs> think it, but it's just Santa-themed theme parks. Um, but yeah, early in the in the days of that engineering, it's it wasn't like oh, you know, I'm a roller coaster engineer. It was, you know, I'm a guy that tinkers in his garage, and now I own an amusement park. So let's see what happens. And not not even an engineering degree, just going in blind, and then they you know, and then they make something amazing, and then somebody else makes it safe. <laughs> Uh, that's hilarious that is hilarious um i've never i've i've never luckily i've never been stuck on a ride or had like an issue um with you know with a with a ride but i'd be terrified especially on a giant well now i'm uh, for some reason now kevin as i've gotten older i'm afraid of heights but i used to be a roller coaster junkie when i was a kid Mm -hmm. Uh, but as i've gotten older i don't know i you know i couldn't do it but i can't imagine you know uh people being stuck Right at the top of the first hill of a roller coaster, and have to be have to walk down. You know, have to have the people come out and then walk right. down. It's terrifying. Yeah, I've I've never had to do that. I never want to do that. I've yeah. I've been evac'd uh, from dark rides, so just like Splash Mountain or any of those kind of rides, where it's just all you have to do is you step up and you have to walk around the show scenes. But never something where I'm like 200 feet in the air and oh. I have to walk down. I, I would never do that. I'd say, just start the ride. I'll, I'll take my chance. Yeah, no, no, no yeah. exactly. I agree. Okay, Kevin, hang on, my man. <laughs> Kevin Perjurer is with us. Defunctland.com is the website. It's a YouTube series about the history of extinct theme parks and themed entertainment experiences. 312-981-7200 if you want to uh, remember some of the theme parks that you've gone to, not just necessarily in the Chicago area, but all over the place. Uh, and we'll talk more well, with Kevin about Defunct Land here on 720 WGN. Nick DeGilio on 720 WGN, live in the Skyline studio. Coming up after midnight, uh, Caroline Corey is going to join me. She's an award-winning filmmaker, a futurist, and an author, and her new movie is called Superhuman, The Invisible Made Visible. And she's had numerous ESP experiences, and uh, she's written about it and been making movies uh, on the topics as well. 312-981-7200 is the phone number. Kevin Perjurer is with us. 
Uh, defunctland.com is the website, and it's a YouTube series that discusses the history of extinct theme parks and themed entertainment experiences. Uh, hello, Kevin. Hey, how's um, it going? Yeah, good. You're, so the videos are, like, unbelievably researched. How long does it take uh, uh, to do one of the episodes, and what goes into it, and how, how do they become? Oh man, uh, it takes a it takes a bit of time. Um, I would say that some of the episodes that I release take about a year. Wow! Um, just of from the point where I say I'm going to do an episode on this to the point that I'm done. You know, the Freedom Land, for example, one of my most recent episodes uh, that took I had to read four or five books on that park. Wow! Um, and so, or on things related to that park, and right. so a lot of it is digging through newspaper archives. A lot of it is looking at old interviews, trying to read as many books as possible to try to get the full story of the park. Because what's available just from a Google search is typically someone recalling it. And that's not really what you want when you're trying to research something. But uh, so And so this is being done simultaneously, which yeah. works really well. So you know, I'll be working on you know, five or ten episodes at a certain time or in different levels of research. And because all of this is so connected... I'll be like, oh, I'm researching this park, and then, oh, well, I just found something that'll work for this. And then, you know, it just kind of builds and builds to the point where I, I can trust myself to know enough of the just general history to kind of place the stories, and then from there, do the specific research. So, yeah, you know, from the conception to, uh, to the realization, sometimes it could take up to a year, but other times I'll just try to knock one out in a month or two. Yeah. Wow, but that's still a lot of time, man. That's the, you, <laughs> yeah. you're, you're really dedicated to this. There's no question about it, man. Yeah, I, I I love the topics, and you know I love I love pop culture history, and this is just one that I don't think has been explored enough, um, and I'm I'm happy to be one of the people exploring it. There you go, defunctland.com. Uh, we've got uh, some people calling in. Here's Donna on WGN. Go ahead, Donna. Hi, Nick. I remember getting into the the park uh, Riverview by saving up my Hostess bread wrappers. If I saved up ten. What? I got free admission and free tickets for ten rides. That way, you so it was just Hostess bread wrappers that you free, so for like a loaf of bread. Yeah. Oh yeah. You save up ten of those, and you can get into Riverview for free. Yeah, it was wonderful. Wow, that's a great memory. That's a great. And memory. Uh, yeah, then you got a chance to go on in, into the Aladdin's castle, or uh, they never did the mouse. But uh, uh, the, the Greyhound, the Bobs, uh, the Comet, which were the, the roller coasters. Yeah. And they never did the Fireball. That was the one that uh, somebody lost their head over when they stood up. Oh, God. Um, River, Riverview always had a hint of uh, danger. Yeah, that's what I've heard. A little bit dirty. And, yep. And there was always a little bit of something that you didn't catch out of the side of your eye. <laughs> right. Walt Disney was always very squeaky clean. Right, right. But not Riverview. It was the heart of the city, and it, it sort of exemplified li- what living in Chicago was 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 about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the fact that they, you know, every time you know you, you go down Western Avenue and you look over there, like where Devry is and everything, and you're like, that used to be that used to be that used to be an amusement park, and I, it's and just. The first yeah, that my mom rode that pr- while pregnant with me. Mm. <laughs> that might explain. It might explain something. <laughs> All right, Donna. Thank you so much. Thank you, Nick. Yeah. Bye bye.
Yeah, my mom rode the big parachute ride at uh, Riverview when she was pre- pregnant with me. <laughs> I love those parachute rides. That's uh, that's that's amazing. Those, yeah. the, the the parachute drops. Yeah. Another another thing that's just one of those. Who made that? <laughs> uh, exactly. Exactly. Do yeah. you have a favorite theme park that you covered, Kevin? Oh man, favorite theme park. Uh, that's a hard question. Well, I mean, obviously, uh, obviously, Worlds of Fun means a lot to you because that's where you. Right, Worlds of Fun, but that, I don't know if that one was my favorite to find out about. You know, I, I usually just say, "Well, the most recent episode that I did is my favorite." Um, but uh, I think there's been so many throughout the country. I think the one that people like for my channel the most, the one one of the most viewed one, is Action Park. Oh, in, sure. Was which was in Vernon, New Jersey, which yeah, was yeah. the which is now very well covered. I think there's a book, there's going to be a TV show, there's a documentary, there's everything on this park. Um, but yeah, it was a water park and they, was and, not and they, safe. Yeah, no, and I mean, and, and then they made like a fictional movie about it with Johnny Knoxville. Right, yeah, yeah, Johnny Knoxville made a Action Point. <laughs> action Point, yeah. very subtle. <laughs> <laughs> so. All right, uh, let's see, here's Annette on WGN. Hi, Annette. Hi, how are you, Nick? All right, what's up? <laughs> Um, the one I remember the most, well, besides Keyland, because I grew up in Melrose Park, but uh, was Adventureland, which was out in Addison. Oh, yeah, Adventureland. Yeah, yeah. and I my, had a funny thing happen when I was about five, six years old. My mom told my oldest sister, go get in line for the storybook train. Well, she got in line for, they had a scary train where when they went in a tunnel, they closed both doors and a bunch of creatures came out towards the train. So as a five, six-year-old, I got scared. Oh, I bet. <laughs> I bet. So, but then we always remember that because they had the, uh, there was a huge uh, statue of an Indian, and I think the other statue was a cowboy out in front yeah. of Adventureland. Yeah. Adventureland. I totally remember Adventureland. Uh, Annette, thank you so much for the memories, okay? Okay, have a good Take night. Care. By the way, Adventureland, great movie. With uh, <laughs> I love that movie. With uh, what, Why am I blanking on his name? Uh, Jesse Eisenberg and uh, Kristen Stewart. I love that movie. Uh, here's James on WGN. Hi, James. Uh, hi. Okay, Knoxbury Farm in Anaheim. Oh yeah, Knoxbury Farm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, be- had best chicken. Okay, okay. Remember that even before the ride. Yeah, Knoxbury Farm. Knoxbury Farm. You've, you've, I'm sure you've uh, you've covered that one, right, Kevin? Uh, well, I talk about it a lot just because of yeah, it's a great park, and there's uh, so many. I, I I still go today. I love it. Yeah. It's a it's a it's a pretty legendary place, Knoxbury Farm. Uh, um, yeah. All right, James. Thanks for the call. Here's Big Ed. Go ahead, Ed. Hey, Nick. How you doing? Good. good. Go ahead. All right. For you and your guests, there's a park, a defunct park outside of Pittsburgh. It was called Westview, and one thing they had like a uh, ski lift type of thing where you could get on cars and it would take you all the way across the park. But I think it's on YouTube. You can find the Rolling Stones played there. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right, Big Ed, thanks yeah. for the call, buddy. All right. Rolling Stones played there. Westview. <laughs> um, yeah. So, so the the why do people love theme parks so much? Do you have have you ever you just just thought about that? What people are are really connected to it? I know it's an, an, a nostalgic thing as well, right? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a lot of things of why. I mean, uh, partly it's because a lot of people visit them as kids, and a lot of them are uh, made for kids yeah. in a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it's also this thing of it's just a new type of entertainment. It's it's getting better and better. It's getting more immersive. It's getting cooler. It's getting more adult. And it, that that track has been happening since the 80s. So, you know, if you look at theme park history, the, the biggest kind of mental shift in how people thought about theme parks from this very, ah, oh, Walt Disney nostalgic thing was when Star Tours came out. Um, which is the Star Wars ride at Disneyland. And then after that, you have Universal Studios, which is, of course, a little bit more adult as well. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, it's it, it appeals to a lot of things. It's escapism. It's fun. It can be inspiring um, with certain parks that want to try to tell you something or teach you a lesson. And it's just, you're just immersed. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I think that uh, it's something like that is becoming even more crucial. And there are plenty of cell phones at these parks, but the... Uh, but at least you're surrounded versus some of the other things. You know, we watch everything so passively now. I think people really like to be immersed yeah. nowadays. Yeah. And it's also a lot of fun because, you know, so many people have favorite movies. And now, these, you know, some of your favorite movies, you can ride. There are, there are, there are theme rides now that you, can, that you can go to. What are some of the best movie-themed rides? Oh, man, it's, it's funny because some of the best movie-themed rides are movies that I would not say are the best movies. Okay. Uh, <laughs> like, a, like Waterworld. If you remember that Waterworld movie. Oh, I do. Was, I, I got to tell you something, Kevin. I love that movie, actually. <laughs> well, a lot of people love it, but it, it didn't do well. No, it did. It, it, bom- it bombed. No, it was, a, it was a major bomb. They lost a ton of they money. They have a really yeah. fun uh, water show at Universal Studios. Um, this is really fun stunt show. But as far as, like, movies that are like, wow, like, that's, you know, some Avatar uh Disney has a new Avatar section. They they opened a few years ago, and there's a ride there where you get the ride on the back of a banshee, and it's it's just very groundbreaking. You you feel like you're in the movie, and of course the new Star Wars stuff and the new Harry Potter stuff. There's this new trend of it's not just a ride based on a movie or a show based on a movie. It's we're going to make a whole land based on a movie, yeah. and you're going to get to see Hogwarts Castle. You're going to get to see the Millennium Falcon like right there in front of you. We're going to build the whole thing. So yeah, it's a very I, I, fascinating. Period. I, uh, I, you know, I've I've not been there, but I've seen video and I've seen pictures of the of the Hogwarts thing, and it's unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable. It is. Yeah. It's it, the one in Orlando is incredible because I mean, just even down to you can see Hogwarts Castle, you get to turn around, you get to see Hogsmeade, you get to get on the train that takes you to the other park to Diagon Alley. If you're a Harry Potter fan, it's it's mind blowing. Yeah. It's just it, it's so much and it's because it's a money maker for them and so they just keep adding on to it and eventually they're just going to have eventually all of orlando will just be actual harry potter <laughs> if, if, if it keeps going in this yeah. direction do they sell butterbeer there yes and it's so good Is my gosh <laughs> you could look up some recipes online but you're never going to get it perfect yeah but uh it's it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's, that's one of my favorite theme park foods, and that's a whole nother uh, realm. Oh, what? Well, we'll talk about that. Hold on, Kevin, okay? Sure. All right. Uh, Kevin Perger is with us. Uh, defunctland.com, youtube.com slash defunctland. It's a YouTube series uh, with the history of extinct theme parks and uh, and more. And if you want to join us, it's 312-981-7200 here on 720 WGN.
Nick DiGiulio here on 720 WGN. Uh, we're going to talk about inventions that are were ahead of its time, stupid legal defenses. Um, uh, the robots have come uh, for White Castle. <laughs> and Caroline Corey is going to join me. She's a filmmaker, a futurist, and an author whose new movie is Superhuman, The Invisible Made Visible, and she's had many ESP experiences, and we'll talk about that. Kevin Perger is with us right now, and the news is next from the Northwestern uh, Medicine Newsroom. Uh, so Kevin Perger is with us. Uh, he has a website called DefunctLand, DefunctLand.com, and it's uh, dedicated to a history of extinct theme parks and themed entertainment experiences. Uh, Kevin, we uh, before the break, we, I mentioned Butterbeer and how much you love it. What, what are some of the theme park, classic theme park foods? Uh, well, classics are going to be, if you're talking Disney, you're going to think Dole Whip, um, which is the pineapple ice cream, churros, mm. of course. Yeah, of um, course, yeah. The, all, all that, you know, popcorn to a certain extent there. Um, Universal has butterbeer, but they also get a lot, of, they sell a lot of the uh, Homer Simpson donuts in their Simpsons land. That, oh, come uh, on. Strawberry donuts. Oh. They're pretty good. Oh. <laughs> you know, if, it's, if it, you have a donut named after Homer Simpson, it's got to be good. <laughs> well, it's, it's it looks just like, you know, the Simpsons donut, and yeah. it tastes like you would imagine the cartoon does, which is <laughs> delicious. <laughs> you know, so it's, there's a lot of those kind of foods, and it's there. Uh, after you walk around the park a few times, you feel like you've earned it. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're do, you get you're, I, you're getting your steps. You're getting your steps. Right, in. Exactly. Yeah, I earned the giant donut today. <laughs> yeah, I we used to have a uh, we used to have a, 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 an amusement park here right outside of Chicago in Bolingbrook that was indoor. It was called Old Chicago. Are you familiar with Old Chicago? Oh gosh, I've heard of it. I haven't done any research on it though. Oh, it's such a it was such a weird place, Kevin. It was such weird. It was so weird. I went there a million times. So there was an amusement park, and it had the first loop de loop upside down uh, roller coaster. And um, but the, the amusement park was in the middle, and it was surrounded by a mall. So the idea was the kids would go to the amusement park, and the parents could shop. Unfortunately, they didn't have any anchor stores, and every store in that place sucked. It was just, it was terrible. And so um, it didn't do very well, and it, it ended up closing down. But I, in the 70s, it was a place to go. And if you ever see a movie co- uh, called The Fury, Kevin, which is a, I have it's a Brian De Palma movie from 78, uh, and it's about uh, people with psychic powers. There's a fantastic scene that was filmed in old Chicago. So if you want to get a glimpse <laughs> of it, you want to get a glimpse of it, check out the movie The Fury. There's a fantastic scene. Uh, that takes well, place in there. You mentioned old Chicago, and and that got my mind going because I was thinking, like, why does that sound so familiar? Um, uh, Freedom Land, which I was talking about earlier, which was the theme park in the Bronx, yeah. uh, based on U.S. history, had yeah. an, you know, I should have mentioned, it's also in the shape of the United States, oh. which was something very special. Oh. If you look at an aerial of it, it looks like the continental U.S. Oh, it's is that ridiculous. right? That's crazy. Yeah, it's a- absolutely ridiculous. Crazy. Um, but one of the sections, one of the lands, instead of Frontierland or Adventureland, it was Old Chicago. And uh, the main... The main attraction of Old Chicago was the Great Chicago Fire, oh, which was a uh, which was a giant building that they lit on fire, 
and they had every 20 minutes, every 20 minutes, they bring out the fire engine and it was a big hand pump one. And all the kids would come pump out the fire and you had a uh, Miss O'Leary from the old, uh, uh the tale of yeah, the, it was her yeah, fault. The cow, the cow. The cow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They had, they had her, although I should say him because it was always played by a man walking around the park. So you could take pictures with Miss O'Leary and every 20 minutes experience the horror that was the great Chicago fire. That is and unbelievable. This was in 1960, so it hadn't even been 100 years yet. There oh. were people that remembered, probably, yeah. the fire. <laughs> That's insane. That's absolutely crazy. That is hilarious. Uh, let's see. Here's Teresa on WGN. Hi, Teresa. How you doing? All right. What's up? No, I was just saying, yeah, we, uh, we used to go to Old Chicago because it was like the first indoor amusement park. You know, didn't yeah, have to worry yeah, if it was rain or shine. Right. You, know? you, can, you can go in January. Right, yeah, you know, and but it was it sucked the 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 uh, stores. There was like, like you hit a point in the in the place um, you're going down, and then like there was like no more stores. Yeah, and it was like the dead the dead end of the mall. Exactly. You're like, where's the stores? You know? Yeah, they're gone. You know what, Teresa? Here's what I remember. I remember there being at least two or three iron-on decal T-shirt shops. Right. That's right. what. That's the thing then, I, that I remember the most. <laughs> Definitely, and then the, and then the roller coaster was like up in that dome. Yep, they had a dome. Yeah, you know, yeah. Kevin, the the building itself was like it was. It looked like a you know a, a really ugly building, but it had a dome in the middle. Dome. Yeah, right, and that's where the roller coaster would go up inside. The, right. That's where the loops. You know, exactly. Like and you could exactly. see it. You know. Yeah. So it was pretty cool. That it, was ridiculous. it only lasted from. 1975 to 1980, and that was it. Five years. Yeah, five years. But I went there a million times, and it's so. And, and Teresa, yeah. it, as you as you know, it was so 70s. Oh. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so, like you said, the black, you know, the the, the black t shirt shops, you know, yep. that was the that's 70s. It. That's it. Okay. Gotta go get your iron on. Exactly. <laughs> well, thanks. thanks a lot. All right, Teresa, take care. Yeah, you know, people of a certain age, Kevin, remember old Chicago. I got to tell you. <laughs> The indoor theme parks are uh, a weird uh, subgenre. Yeah, let's talk I, a little bit about. Let's talk a little bit about some of those. What are some of the other ones? Uh, Six Flags Power Plant was a theme park concept that was in Baltimore, and it's now a Barnes and Noble. Which is weird. <laughs> Wait a um, minute! Do it. It's a bar- it's a Barnes and Noble in this day and age. I thought Barnes and Nobles were all closed. right. Exactly. You know, the- you thought the theme park would last longer than Barnes and Noble, but no. <laughs> Barnes and Noble replaced the theme park, um, and then there was uh, the the world of Sid and Marty Croft, the puppet famous puppeteer. Whoa, where that was, was that? That was in Atlanta, oh, and man. they it didn't work. These are all I should say. These are not your average because you. I'm assuming what old Chicago is based on what you were saying is it's a kind of a few kitty rides and then maybe a, a signature coaster. Yeah, they had a big um, they had a big loop. It was called the Chicago Loop, the the big roller coaster in there. <laughs> Um, and yeah, then they, the, and they had like you know the rotor and so, you know I mean basically and they had a haunted house you know um, right. yeah so yeah those those parks are are common but these the elite power plant as well as Cinemarty Croft they were trying to like we're not going to do thrill rides we're just going to do like dark rides and weird experimental stuff but the Cinemarty Croft one did not last long it actually that same building got transformed into the CNN headquarters what um, yeah and you can still see it if you like if you side by side you could be like hey that escalator is weird and then you'll be like oh that's why because it was like it used to be a special escalator oh. that took you to the top and like all that stuff so that's yeah, so funny 
Yeah, that's so funny. Sid and Marty Croft is, you know, that's my generation of children's uh, shows, and that, and everything that they did, that Sid and Marty Croft did, was insane and weird. Right. Well, what were some of it? Was it were they HR Puff and stuff? Yeah, they were HR Puff and stuff. They were Lidsville, yeah. uh, 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 Sigmund and the Sea Monster. It, it, everything was just like. You know, uh, it's like they, clearly they were blowing weed. There's just there's no when they came up with ideas. There, there's there's just no question about it. And that's the stuff I grew up on. <laughs> I would have yeah, loved to very... go, I would have loved to have gone to that theme park, man. Yeah, I mean, gosh, I would have as well. That's one of those that would have been because with with indoor theme parks, especially with the photography is so bad. There's a lot I of bet. dark. Yeah, I um, bet. So there's nothing. So I've even talked to people that design these rides because I, I I do a podcast where I interview the people that design and, and create these attractions. Yeah, yeah. And even and then I asked them like, "Do you have any photos?" And they're like, "No, it was super dark." And I was like, "Great." <laughs> like, we, didn't, we didn't have phones. And I was right. like, "Well, I, right. I know, but like, did you take any? Did you turn on the lights for like five seconds and get a photo from?" No, no, too dark. Too dark. You know, did, did, have you? Did you talk about the the uh, the the Mall of America at all? Oh, man, I've always wanted to. I think that the Mall of America, which now holds, I think, Nickelodeon Universe. Oh, okay. Not, That's what it's it called now? It used to hold yeah. Camp Snoopy, I think. Yeah, no, it was Camp Snoopy because I, I went there a long time ago. I went there in, like, the mid-'90s. Um, yeah, that's a big one. And uh, yeah, no, that was that was like it, that place. I'm not good with malls, Kevin. I get kind of freaked out in them. And that place gave me the <laughs> I, I, I you know I got the vapors, man. It was just not it was not good. I was freaking out. <laughs> but yeah, right in the middle of the right in the middle of the mall, there was like an amusement park and a Snoopy roller coaster. Yeah, Snoopy's big into theme parks. He's currently the mascot of Cedar. Uh, fair, which runs probably ten or twelve amusement parks, mm-hmm. and he's the he's like the Mickey Mouse of them. So yeah, Snoopy is even though he is no longer a Mall of America, he has gone on to live a prosperous career as yeah. the MetLife mascot as well as the mascot for many theme parks. Exactly. And uh, you you know um, uh, you 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 mentioned uh, Snoopy being the mascot of so many so many places. Uh, what what are some of the more popular mascots besides Snoopy? popular i mean of course you got so it's actually funny i think woody woodpecker was the mascot of universal studios it that didn't last um or if it still he might still be the official one i remember um, i remember him on the commercials yeah yeah he, yeah they're waving um yeah you also you also have a I, I went my park my home park was sam panda he was just a panda, and his name was Sam, and that was the extent to his backstory. He had no cartoon. His just his name was Sam Panda, and we all were like, "Yes." And he's kind of uh, he he remains in my mind as a nemesis because it just didn't gel with me for some reason. I was like, "This is a park about this is a, the roller coasters, but how does a panda?" But whatever, right? So yeah, you have a you have, the mascots are very. Uh, of course, every theme park ha- tries to have one. Uh, the one in Freedomland, because we've talked about that one so yeah. much, is uh, J- was Johnny Freedom was his name, <laughs> and he was a blonde-haired uh, like mascot for America. He was like he was everything. He was independence and freedom and liberty. It's like you you could make a person out oh. of what America Americans think America is. Johnny he Freedom. Johnny Freedom. That's hilarious. Yeah. That's absolutely hilarious. Um, oh God, some of this stuff is so much fun. Uh, you continue to do this, right? You're working on more, right? Oh yeah, we got a lot more coming. 
um, just doing random, uh, well, not random, but we're doing parks all throughout the United States and the world. You know, we've done parks in Europe and Asia and, and all and all sorts of places. So, yeah, we're, we're still uh, still making stuff. We're making more stuff. I've, I feel a need to make something on Riverview now because it feels like a lot of people yeah, yeah. In, the, in the Chicago area remember it. You know, it's a pretty legendary, it's a pretty legendary place, Kevin, uh, and, you know, for, for definitely for a certain generation. Uh, there's 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 no question about it and it's got an incredible reputation and you know and its location is just so unique where it was it's right in the middle of the city you know most mm-hmm. of these are on the outskirts this was right in the middle of the city uh you know off of western avenue <laughs> right <laughs> right there and uh it's the site of uh, of a college now and uh of a of a of a, uh, a couple of grocery stores and a strip mall that's what's there now so. Yeah, amazing. Well, I'll, I'll have to look into that one. Maybe okay. I'll do an episode on that. Cool. All right. Hey, Kevin, man, been a, been a real a lot of fun talking to you, man. Check out uh, defunctland.com, youtube.com slash defunctland. Kevin, it was great talking to you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. Okay, man. Kevin Perjurer is uh, his name. All right, and uh, we're going to break for the news.